It's time now for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia ora Sally, the country's best bacon and ham producer, says he can't wait to get back to his shop to display the awards. Kia ora Charlotte, yes he can't. Jordan Hamilton Bicknell, who runs boutique butchery Wild Game in Hastings, took out both supreme honours at the 100% New Zealand Bacon and Ham Awards in Auckland last night. He started working as a butcher at just 15 and took over the business in July last year. He says he's blown away to win both awards as it's his first time he's entered. I asked him what the secret to success is. Just really good New Zealand pork. That's where I started. I made sure I got, got real good pork. Um, and then we just keep it simple. We don't overdo it. We just we sort of do a traditional sort of old-style bacon. Well, that's why it's called old-school bacon. Um, you know, it's not over-pumped. It hasn't got too much salt in it. Um, we just, just keep it basic and just try and do it well. Is it one of the most popular products in your shop? It's one of them. Um, definitely we have... A shop front as well as we have our, our um, private processing side of the business and we've got people that bring their pigs to us from all over the place um, to be done into bacon out of their own pigs so yeah that's that's really really a big winner for us. And what are you going to do to celebrate the big win? Go home and prep some more bacon and get <laughs> stuck into to catching up on some work that's that's probably our celebration to be fair but um yeah it's it's just an just an awesome wicked achievement um, I'm a very humble person, so I'm just, just, just super stoked and can't wait to get back to the shop and hang some awards up on the wall, really. Jordan Hamilton-Bicknell says he really enjoyed the awards process and will be back next year with some new products. Some kiwifruit growers are starting to receive massive hikes in their rates bills. This comes as councils follow the Gisborne District Council's lead of including the value of gold kiwifruit licences as part of the property's rateable value. For the past three years, growers fought the move, but last week the final avenue to fight back was dismissed by the Court of Appeal. NZKGI Chief Executive Colin Bond says the impact of Gisborne's actions are already being felt across the country. Growers in the Western Bay of Plenty have just received their rate advices and have all gone up on the basis of licence being included. Certainly in some instances we've seen uh, orchards double in value in terms of rates value. In, in one case I've heard a tripling of their rates bill. Colin Bond says NZKGI continues to maintain the high value gold licence as personal property and shouldn't be rateable. And we're seeing more instances of growers making a decision about their gold licence independent from their property. Uh, so definitely there are instances where an owner would retain their land and say convert from gold to red or gold to another variety uh, and sell their licence to do that. Uh, so our question remains now is how is that going to be picked up in the changing value of rates in the future off the back of the Court of Appeals decision? Colin Bond says the organisation wants councils to have a mechanism where the sale of a gold licence is identified and removed from rates demands quicker than the three-year revaluation cycle. But he says for now, growers who believe their rates don't reflect the property's market value should get a revaluation done. To other news, a dairy analyst says another dip in global dairy prices overnight puts the current forecast milk price under pressure. The average price at the global dairy trade auction fell 1% to US$3,289 a tonne, while whole milk powder dipped 1.5% to US$3,100 a tonne. Prices have fallen in most auctions this year and are at their lowest level in more than two and a half years. 
Rabobank analyst Emma Higgins says the falling price is down to a supply and demand mismatch. At this point in time, we do have the challenging situation where we're looking at more milk from the major exporting regions, whether a little bit recently out of Australia in the last month, or whether it's our friends in the Northern Hemisphere in uh, the US and in Europe as well. Um, And the challenge is that this is paired with a really weak uh, market globally when it comes to demand, particularly from China. And so as it stands, you know, our forecast, which is currently $8.20, is under pressure. And on a spot basis, it does also put pressure on where Fonterra's midpoint sits. That's Emma Higgins. A central Otago winery has, for the second time, won the Best in Australasia award at an international competition. As well as nabbing the top spot for wine tourism in the southern hemisphere, Wanaka's Ripon Vineyard has been ranked 11th in the world's best vineyards list. Ripon's chief winemaker, Nick Mills, says the award is not a competition that wineries actually enter themselves. The Best Vineyards Awards are based on a a peer review. They're not something we enter into. In fact, we don't enter any awards um, uh, around the world. Uh, But this one is really nice because it's just a recognition of of the visitor experience that people have when they come here. And we do a lot of work trying to reflect uh, our approach, which is very much from the ground up, uh, growing the soil, making about 40 cubic metres of compost every year and really focusing on the production and growing soil, growing grapes, putting the grapes through a natural secondary process and then offering it to the customer. And that's actually quite a sort of intimate process. Ripon was described by the judges as the perfect location for an evening of music and merrymaking beneath the southern stars. Nick Mills hopes his winery's international recognition will benefit the whole region. A little bit hard to tell really what it might mean for the vineyard. It certainly means that we'll be getting um, likely more visitor um, numbers and and from that point of view it's really good for not just us but you know Central Otago and, and New Zealand in general. I think we have some amazing Salador experiences in this region and, and, and hopefully it encourages people when they come to, to Central not just to look out for the bungee jumps and all the other great things that you can do here but you know the, the amazing wines that we have within the region. That's Nick Mills, and the winner of the top vineyard was given to a company in Argentina's Mendoza region. A three-year study which encouraged farmers to develop integrated farm plans has been hailed a success, with many reporting improvements in their business performance. The three-year pilot study, which is in its last year, has helped farmers in the Waimakariri district develop the plans which aim to create better environmental outcomes and improve farm business. Project coordinator Erin Harvey says the plans made farmers discuss some aspects of their business in detail that they'd normally not talk about at all. What we really did identify is that often often people are really good at, at identifying their risks um, on you know in the environment and and on a day to day basis in the farming business, but but actually often uh, improvement in business governance and also people management really could help farmers sort of lift lift the overall team performance. Miss Harvey says integrated farm plans look at everything from the environment, animal welfare, finances and the people side of the business. She says farmers in the study have found them very beneficial. All of our farmers that have gone through the process really learnt, um, they really learnt something both 
both personally and through the business as well. And they all said whilst um, there were some courageous conversations to be had at times and some of the questions were confronting that it was really worthwhile and I'd highly recommend everyone to do it. Erin Harvey says the Ministry for Primary Industries has set aside more funding for integrated farm plan studies in other parts of the country, which will build on the work done in the Waimakariri pilot. And just lastly, King can't King Country sharer Catherine Mululi has set her sights on breaking the solo woman's eight-hour strong wool ewe record. The current record of 370 ewes was set by English sharer Marie Preble in August last year. It's Miss Mululi's first record attempt, but she's won senior shearing competitions, including the 2021 New Zealand Shears Women's Final. She'll attempt to set the new record in January next year. And that's the Rural News. Kia pai tera.